Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. And this is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. Happy Monday, Beth. Happy Monday, Christy. Happy 95th day of January. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is it still January for this episode? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it's the very end. We're only a few days left. Thank God. It has definitely lasted for long, for a very long time. And I don't think it's like we were talking like right before we got on. And I don't think it's because I did damp January because I didn't really, that didn't really bother me. But mm-hmm. it just felt like forever. I was like, what did I, I was thought I was, I actually was looking at the calendar for February thinking like, oh, what wrestling matches do we have this week? And I was like, oh, wait, that's, nope, it's not February. <laughs> <laughs> No, sadly, no. We no. hope you guys are surviving okay. Yeah. Do you know what I'm yeah. doing? I am so deep in the Gypsy Rose. Oh, I need to start. That. Dude, I think we're going to talk about it on Patreon, right? Oh, so I need to watch. Yeah. Well, no, you don't <laughs> necessarily need to watch. I can tell you everything. Um, But I'm real into it. And yeah. I have to tell you. Just my initial assessment. I'm not all the way through the prison confessions of, of mm-hmm. Gypsy Rose yet, but I feel pretty lied to this whole time about their that case in general. Yeah, and uh, yes, I'm not going to hmm. delve into it because we're going to talk about it on Patreon. Okay. But I have some interesting thoughts. I think you will too. It almost reminds me of. You know how we all did the making a murderer about Stephen Avery and everyone yeah. was like, he's guilty, he's guilty, he's guilty. And then all this other information came out about like forced confessions and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And we were like, man, the way that the Netflix documentary was, was really, really biased. Mm-hmm. And we were all kind of lied to about it. That's how I kind of feel. I feel like that the way the media portrayed her case in general and everyone actually it's not correct. It was not accurate. So you're like putting 100% faith and belief in what she's saying. No. Oh, no. there's more to no, it. No, I'm that. not. I'm just saying we were not told correctly. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And so Got like it. we weren't given a full picture and unfairly made assessments about every single person involved. Okay. Well, now That's I can't wait I to watch and discuss this next week on yeah. Patreon. <laughs> And she's real happy. Oh, I know. I follow her on Instagram. Yeah, you do. I did uh-huh. go and look at her Instagram and she's like, here's my outfit of the day. Yeah. I don't love that. But like, she's happy. Oh, yeah. She very happy. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on it. So we definitely, if you're not a Patreon okay. and you're interested in the Gypsy Rose unfolding saga of drama, now's the time. <laughs> pay, pay $3 for next week's episode. Right. <laughs> exactly okay Mm. anyway what are you doing Uh, nothing (laughs) I feel like I've been sitting in my house all week because I redid a whole kid's room and then the next day my son needed my car because his was in the shop so I stayed home now today I'm staying home because I have a wine delivery and so I can't miss it (laughs) no because the weekend is coming and damn January is almost over are you gonna do are you gonna do damn February I'm just curious the people want to know well, I don't uh, – yes. Actually, my my actual blah, 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 blah. I got it. <laughs> my um, thought at right now at this time is that I'm going to be damp life. Like 
I okay. really, really, really enjoy not drinking during the week. And the sleep that I'm getting is amazing. Yeah. It's really good sleep. Yep. So I'm excited about that. And I don't miss it during the week. Yeah, because you're so, so busy, right? Yeah. Right. Well, and even when I'm not, I'm like, I'm drinking tea now. Now, when it gets hot outside and I'm wanting tea at night, maybe I might miss something. You're going to want a beer. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I'll find some non-alcoholic wine that'll just, you know. Oh, good luck. Scratch the itch. I know. I've heard some people. I did buy some, so I'll let you know if it's any good. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Well, I actually have a couple of recommendations for you on that front because okay. I have a friend who was pregnant. Mm. She actually had her baby just a few days ago, and she is a very big wine person, and so she would talk about drinking non-alcoholic wine all the time, and she like searched high and low mm. to find ones that she liked and she has a couple that she really likes from Wegmans. Do you have a Wegmans? I'm sure there's some other places. No, we but... don't have a Wegmans, but we have other places. I ordered some online, so we'll see how that is. Oh, you could probably order this too. Anyway, I'll send it to you because mm-hmm. I didn't have it. I've not tried it, but she like right. swore by it and she's a very big wine. Like she wants to own a vineyard one day. Oh, she's like yeah, super. Great. Yeah. <laughs> There would be nothing damp about you. No, probably not. Probably not. (laughs) I did tell I did tell Kelly last night that I was that I had ordered some non-alcoholic wine and she was like, ew, it's not just grape juice. It's gonna be gross. Is it yeah. They say they've nailed the white non-alcoholic pretty well. Okay. But it's the red that's like tricky. Like you can't fake a red. Right. And the the one that I found, it's because they're targeting me on Instagram, says that they have figured it out. But, you mm-hmm. know, anybody can say anything that they want to say. But we'll see. I ordered it. We'll see if it's okay, if it's whatever. But I don't know. I'm just, you know, I feel like we are at a turning point in that because everybody's going, not everybody, but there's a lot of people doing like soberish and stuff. And so there's mm-hmm. even like full-on bars that all they have is mocktails yeah so because we're think, old well yeah well and, and everybody's we like think about our skin and our hair and our sleep well that and, and everyone drank entirely too much for years for covid and it's like all well, right that's got to stop doing this <laughs> true yeah so. that's so true well, you guys will have to let us know what your journey is and yes. if you have any recommendations for the na wine yeah yeah for sure a good mocktail because let me tell you i love a mocktail i haven't been successful with making one i make a pomegranate mule mocktail that is so stinking good oh really yes i love it oh well that's good to know i think i think i'm struggling with that only because i don't typically drink cocktail you know like oh true when i drink alcohol i drink like a captain and diet (laughs) So like, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no, no mocking like, that. Mocking that. Drink <laughs> yeah. a diet coke. Exactly. So yeah, I think that's why I don't like them because I'm just like well, I don't like this anyway. <laughs> Understand? Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, hanging out with us on this Monday. <laughs> yes. Happy yeah. January. Well, Happy end of January. Exactly. It's finally over. This Jan- the year of January is finally over. Um, and if you're ready, I have a case for you. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Okay, so this suggestion came to us from your sister, Laura. 
Oh, really? It did, yes. Welcome in, Laura. Welcome in, although she loves to send us cases. She's about to have a baby. I know. Did it happen? A great baby. A great baby. No, I don't know. I mean, it will obviously have happened when this comes out, but. (laughs) Oh, that's true. (laughs) That's true. Isn't this like January or something? (laughs) Okay, yeah. She definitely would have had the baby. I think her and said, hey, I'm looking into this case and snuggle the baby when it comes. So. Oh, fun. Okay. All right, so for this case, we are heading to Ohio. Ohio. Okay. Yes, I think we've been there. Yeah, we've definitely been there before. Totally. Um, this is a small village of about 570 people called. A village. Yeah. I mean, okay. I feel like village is just like a smaller word for town. You know, it's like, oh. is, is, what is, what is, um, like, oh, I can't think of the town name now. <laughs> anyway, are there any villages in North Carolina? Um, I'm sure there is. I grew up in a village, actually. Yeah. So, but is that that the is that the definition of village? Small no version of a town. No. <laughs> in my head, no. That's what it is. It's like it's not a town. It's not right. like a city. It's a little village. It's just a smaller version of a town. Cute. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So, 570 people called Metamora, and it's about. 45 minutes west of Toledo and it's real close to the border of Michigan. Like literally, I feel like you could like have one foot in Metamora and one foot in Michigan. Possibly. Metamora. That really rolls. Metamora. It does. I like it. Mm -hmm. I like, I like the name of it. (laughs) So uh, this is the case of Sierra Joggin. And I. Oh, never heard of it. Oh, okay. Well, I, well, maybe you will. I don't know. Because I said to you earlier that I feel like it's a case that people know. Mm -hmm. I didn't. But it seems like something that people would know about. Okay. Okay. Sierra was born on February 11th, 1996 to Sheila and Tom. Sierra has two sisters, Kayla and Ava, and two brothers, Carson and Hunter. Everyone who described Sierra said she was the life of the party. Everyone loved her. She played volleyball, loved to travel, and had a great sense of humor. All but lighting up the room, but I'm pretty sure that she did that too. Mm -hmm. She graduated in 2014 from Evergreen High School. She had a high school sweetheart named Josh Kolasinski. Okay. After, oh no, sorry. They actually met when they were like five or six years old. This is super cute. And became like fast friends and then eventually would date in high school. And definitely had plans. Like they fell in love and had plans of marriage in the future, for sure. Oh, that's making me sad. I know, it does. It is definitely sad. After high school, Sierra went on to the University of Toledo and was in their College of Business. In the summer of 2016, just before her junior year in college, Sierra came home for the summer break, and she was staying with her grandparents on a temporary basis. I don't think it was anything more than, like, maybe there was work being done at her house, and, like, she was just like, okay, I just want to have, you know, my room quiet, whatever. Like, there wasn't, like, a a rift or anything in the family. She was just staying with grandparents. On July 19th, she took her new purple bicycle out, which I thought was super cute because I'm like... Who is like a junior in college and is like, I got a new bike. I'm going to go ride it. (laughs) Like, I love that. Love it. But again, also like in like rural, is that how, is that the kind of place it is? Like when it's like farmland? Rural. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's probably, you probably do that more often than, than not. 
when you you live in an area that way, I'd, I'd imagine. But anyways, um, so she decided she was going to go take a ride to Josh's house. Josh lived about six miles away, and it was a nice evening. So she left home around 5 p.m. She rode down this rural country road, farms on either side. She hung out with Josh for a while, and around 6.15, she decided to leave and make the bike ride home so that she could get home maybe before it got dark. Although it doesn't get really dark before, very early in the summer. So maybe that wasn't her reason for leaving at that right. time. Anyway, she left around 6.45. Josh, being the gentleman that he is, decided he was going to hop on his motorcycle and ride alongside her on the way home. So <laughs> I'm picturing that in my head. That kind of looks a little funny. I know. Super cute though, because you don't have so to picture cute. in your head. You could see pictures because he was like Snapchatting, like video of her in front of him, pictures of her like next to him on the, well, he's on the motorcycle the whole okay. time. So there's these pictures are out there. So about a mile in Sierra's like, Josh, you can go home. It's fine. Like, I'll be all right. Go home. He's like, Nope, not going to go home. Kept on riding. Sticks with her, take like I said, taking Snapchat videos and pictures as they go. They're having a great time. A couple more miles down the road, Josh is finally like, okay, fine. You've said this a million times to me. I can go home. I'll go home. So he decides to like break off from her, turn around and go home. And the last thing he tells her was that he loved her and text me when you get home. So I know you just got back. And oh, shouldn't I be that- hate this. Yes, I know. And shouldn't be that long. I mean, really, she only has like three more miles, which doesn't take that long on a bicycle. So it mm-hmm. should be fairly quick. Well, around 9 p.m. And I believe Josh went home and then like was hanging out with another friend. So I'm sure he got like distracted and wasn't thinking like, oh, I haven't heard from her yet. So mm-hmm. around nine, he realized, oh, I never heard from Sierra. So he tries to call her, phone goes to voicemail, texts, they're not going through or being answered. And all of this was really weird because he said Sierra always texted me when she got home from somewhere just to be like, I'm home safe. Mm-hmm. So Josh so called. a good policy. We do yeah. that too. Like yeah. as friends. Yeah. yeah Text exactly. when you get home. Exactly. Or, or, or with Kelly, we share location because mm-hmm. she's single and, is, and she's like, at least yeah. you'll know where I am all the time if something yeah. happens. I have a friend yeah. that does that too. Yeah. Yeah. So he calls Sierra's mom, told her what was going on. She had ridden past um, the grandparents' house at some point. Maybe she was coming home from work or whatever, and she had noticed that Sierra's light wasn't on. And she thought it was a little bit strange because she's like, it's a little early for Sierra to go to bed. And as far as I know, she's home, but also didn't think anything of it because she's like, well, maybe I don't know. She went somewhere, and I just didn't know. So at that time, Josh retraces this, like, route home. And by now, it's really dark. So she, um, Sheila, Sierra's mom calls the grandparents and is like, Hey, is Sierra home? They said, Nope, Mm -hmm. she's not home. And her bike's not here either. So I guess she hasn't come back yet. So anyway, Mm -hmm. so then mom goes out, decides to drive around the area and see if she can find her. She drives past a firehouse where there's a police officer sitting in the parking lot. And so she decides to pull in and say, Hey, I think my daughter's missing. This is not like her. Mm-hmm. So they drive around kind of the, around the route that she would have taken. And one of the deputies notices some matted down corn stalks, which mm. is so interesting to me, like things that happened in this. Cause it's like, 
that that's something that they would notice. Like, okay, mm-hmm. this farm doesn't ever have matted down corn stalks. And so when we see that, oh, that's strange. You know, like it's stuff that mm-hmm. I would drive by and be like, oh, that corn stalk fell over. Oh, well, not thinking like somebody right. drove into it and like, right, you know. So anyway, they see these corn stalks. So he, they get out to investigate, follow the path of disturbed corn stalks and eventually come across a purple bicycle in the middle <sighs> of this field. They find blood on the handle handlebars and seat, and they also discovered a screwdriver, a box of fuses, like for a car or whatever, you know, a vehicle of some sort, sunglasses, a sock, and motorcycle tracks. Um, there were oh. also, I know, there were also blood spots on some of the corns and the, the corn and broken stalks. This spot that they found the bike was about a half a mile from her home. So wow. she made it. She almost made it. And so because you made that sound, and I have this question right here in my notes, is where does your mind immediately go? Well, Josh, her boyfriend was on a motorcycle. Exactly. Which I would, say it ain't so. It ain't so, but we'll I'll still uh. go through the story. So he has a motorcycle, was last seen with her. It just makes sense that that's where we go. Josh is super cooperative with the police. He shows them the videos he's taking from Snapchat, the pictures that he had. He so he has pictures of literally what she was last seen wearing and where she was. He spoke to police for a really long time. He even drew detailed maps of the route that she would have taken home and like, oh, here's this spot here and this turn off. And like he knew the route. Yeah. So he gave them permission to search his house because in his head, he was just kind of like, get off of me. So you can yeah. find who did this. Like, so do yes. whatever you need to do. So they go and search his house. They find a pair of overalls with blood on it, which initially, like, is not a good sign. But then when they test it or something, I, they did something really quickly with it. And it turns out that it's animal blood. So I'm not sure if he's a hunter mm-hmm. or something, but that's what that was. Yeah. The next day, because this is later in, at night. So the next day, a farmer comes to turn a helmet in that he had found on the edge of his property the day before. He had seen it, stopped to pick it up, but just threw it in the back of his pickup truck because he was just like, I don't know, somebody lost their helmet. We'll figure it out later. But then he heard about Sierra being missing and thought, oh, maybe this is of significance, so let me bring it to the police. And on the helmet was a brown spot that looked like it could be blood. And it was Mm -hmm. close to the area. Josh had his helmet in his possession. So that was one thing that was, you know, immediately going for him. He answered uh-huh. all the questions and had an alibi that they were able to confirm. So because of all of this, they they were able to rule him out as a suspect. And none okay. of Sierra's family or friends or anybody ever thought Josh had anything to do with it. Like even That is it, so coincidental though. It is bananas. I know. I know. Really. Oh. I mean, he could have gone down big time for this, like immediately. Like you right. were riding your Especially- motorcycle next to her? Small town, USA, yeah. Yeah, he is so, so nice sounding. Like when I watched a 2020 episode and he's like the sweetest guy in the world. So I wouldn't have thought it was him either. He's, by the way, married with kids now. So he's he's doing well. Everyone in the community was looking for Sierra. No one could imagine who would want to hurt her. Someone came forward and said that they had driven by or down that same road and saw a bike on the side of the road and then a man kneeling not far away from that on the same side of the road, but they didn't think anything of it at the time. So Uh they didn't say anything, but now they're like, oh, I remember seeing this. 
As the police were driving around, one of the deputies thought about this odd guy that kind of lived nearby. His name is James Worley. And he's like, hey, let's go stop at this guy's house and talk to him. Because he's kind of a busybody and loved to talk a lot. And like, he lived with his elderly mom. He's a 57-year-old man, lived with his elderly Mm -hmm. mom, lived on that same road. And he was known to call police like on suspicious vehicles in the area and just like nosy. So they're like, well, maybe this guy Hmm. knows something or saw something that would be of interest. Okay. So they rang his doorbell and he answered the door and he was just in his boxer shorts. (laughs) Like, put some pants on, dude. Come on. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they start talking. the door like that? That's what I'm saying. Like, number one, who answers the door anymore? Number two. True. Put clothes on. Like, put something on over the robe. At least a shirt. (laughs) It takes like 10 seconds as you're walking to the door to throw something on over. Uh You know? Anyway. Okay. So they start talking about Sierra. And James mentions that he had been riding his motorcycle up and down the road that same day that she went missing. He said he had been having issues with his bike. It was sputtering out and it broke down in one of the cornfields. And when he had stopped, he had noticed some abandoned bikes, and he said that he had touched one, so his fingerprints would likely be on the bike. Okay. So I mentioned that he likes to talk, and a lot of times he talks to his detriment because he just Uh, clearly going. So yeah, I heard boxer shorts and a motorcycle, and (laughs) (laughs) ding 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 ding. Yeah, Yeah. James Worley. Okay, so he gets got his bike working again goes down the road a bit, breaks down. And basically he says this keeps happening. Like he gets it working, then it sputters and he breaks down and and then he gets home. Finally makes it home around 10 PM. He's like, I wasn't out killing chicks, stealing chicks, robbing chicks or stealing people or anything. Like really? (laughs) Who says that? He sounds like something. (laughs) He he is something. It's a really strange thing for anyone to say. And like they, you have that there's a audio of this because the deputy was like, let's go talk to me. He's like, let's just record this. So it's like they like took out uh-huh. their phone or something and just started recording as they like were talking to this guy. So it is like, that's what he said. I'm not out there stealing chicks, stealing chicks, robbing chicks and stealing people. Like what? Stealing people? What? Anyway, not real peoples. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so he also mentions that during one of his breakdowns, he lost some items. A screwdriver, a box of fuses, sunglasses. Do these sound familiar? All what the is wrong with, like, what an idiot. I mean, right? thank goodness, but all right. Yeah. He, and he also said he was unable to locate his helmet. Okay. Well, okay. So the deputies you are under think, arrest. <laughs> right. The deputies think a lot of what he's saying is suspicious. And like I said, they had decided to record it. So they're just like letting them talk. They're like, just keep talking, James. Mm-hmm. What else you got to say for us? You know, to us, whatever. Here, here's another shovel. Use both hands. Yeah. At one point in the conversation, um, he mentioned something about it being like Cynthia, and he had not taken her early either. But they accused him, and they're just like, oh, well, I don't know what's happening. So police leave because, like, yes, he's told them a lot. And all of those things that they found, that was not, like, public knowledge. So he didn't know that they had found that stuff. So, of course, 
Well, yeah, because she I could feel be like... there. She could be there right then, alive. I know. I don't understand what their reasoning was for leaving because I feel like they yeah. had a lot to like just be like, yeah. you know what? You need to come with us. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they come back the next day and ask to look around the property. He's cooperative. He shows them around. They get outside, shows them around the property outside. Then they come to a barn. And when they go inside there, that's when he gets like a little squirrely and uncooperative and is like, yeah, we're not going in there. You don't need to go in there. Let's just go. We're done here. So they come back. They have to come back with a search warrant because they're like, well, clearly we've got something to hide in there. So they go in the barn and they find a bunch of hay bales in the barn. They move them. And when they move them around, Mm -hmm. they see this plywood on the floor that has like holes in it, kind of like breathing holes or air holes. I guess you would call him. And so they remove Uh this and inside they see this freezer chest buried kind of like underground Uh and they open it and it was empty, but it was lined with green carpet and the carpet was like covered in what they thought looked like blood. So, Oh my God. So they arrest James on abduction charges at this point. He insists that the chest and the barn are where he grows and stores his marijuana stash, and it's nothing I more than that. I knew he was going to say that. Um, they also find a green crate, and inside it were labeled, like, Ziploc bags of clothes, like underwear and lingerie and stuff. And so when they ask him about that, he's like, I'm intending to start this porn studio, and I'm just, like, prepping for it. So freaking strange. So oh strange. Oh, my gosh. I believe him, though. Well, yeah, probably. But I mean, he he would like do something with it. Actually, opening up a porn studio, was he just using it for like his kidnapped victims? Oh, no. That's my question. That's more like the truth than. Anyway, so police start looking into James Worley and they discover that he has had quite the past. 26 years earlier, James tried to abduct someone else named Robin Gardner. She was riding her bike down the road when she was hit by a car and went into a ditch. And when she went to get up, she was hit in the head with a hammer. And then the man kept a screwdriver to her neck to get her into her, his car. He handcuffed her and started to drive. And Robin fought and took the steering wheel, which caused issues, clearly. So she jumps out of the car. And just then a motorcycle, why motorcycles are in all these stories, I don't know, drives by and she jumps on the back of the motorcycle with this person and gets away. Like, she's like, if that person was not driving down at that time, she's like, I'd probably be dead right now. So James was arrested. she was hit in the head with a hammer? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So James was arrested and pled guilty to the abduction charge and got 10 years in prison. He only served three. How do you only Uh serve three for something like that? It just boggles my mind. You know, attempted murder, we talk about this, it irritates the crap out of me. Why attempted murder... It gets so small sentences. Like, just because you were bad at what you were trying to do doesn't make your intention better. Well, but that's the thing is he was only – he pled guilty to abduction, not attempted oh, murder. I see. But it should have been. It should have been more because then he would have probably, like, actually stayed in prison for a little bit longer mm-hmm. than three years, I would imagine. But anyway, after he got out, he had to go to a court-appointed therapy sessions and in one of his sessions he said that he learned from each abduction he had done and the next one he would bury so he literally is saying this to a therapist court appointed Mm -hmm. and nobody's doing anything 
happening in Ohio. I don't know. This time. So they investigate, they start looking into um, the, the case, the Cynthia case that he mentioned. Mm-hmm. And apparently in 1996, Cynthia Tinsley was reported missing. She was a mother and a prostitute, and she was seen getting into Worley's car and then never seen again. And he at the time admitted, yes, I picked her up. We drove her around for a while, and then she got out of the car. And it could have been anyone because she's a prostitute. Well, it could have been anybody could have picked her up after that. And so mm. they just kind of like they didn't have anything to go on to say that it was for sure him. So, and right. she was never found. So, wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See, and that too is like an example of how like sex workers are not just taken ignored. seriously disposed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. In 2000, he was arrested on dr- a drugs and weapons charge and served two years in prison. So he's had quite the sordid past. He's violent. He's violent. He clearly just gets caught every time he does something. Well, except for Cynthia. But anyway, three days after Sierra went missing on July 22nd, 2016, a farmer noticed a disturbed area on his property. He called police out and they found an area that looked freshly dug. So Mm. they started digging in this shallow grave and they found Sierra jogging. This property was about two miles from Worley's home. So her bike was found about a half a mile from her house Mm -hmm. or from her grandparents' house. And then she was found two miles from his house. Hmm. When they found Sierra, she was hogtied, handcuffed. Oh my gosh. Had an adult diaper on and had a plastic dog toy in her mouth. Something like, you know, those Kongs that Mm -hmm. you you like put peanut butter in for a dog, keeps them busy forever. From what I understand, that's basically what it was in her mouth. Wow. And there was also a latex glove found near the grave. An autopsy was performed and it was discovered that Sierra had a head wound on the right side of her forehead, a hairline fracture in her skull, and several contusions on her left leg. It was determined that she died from asphyxiation caused by the gag. They said that the toy was about the same size of her mouth and obstructed her from breathing once it was put in her mouth. Oh my gosh, this is absolutely horrific. It was shoved in her mouth with such force that one of her teeth was broke. One of her tooth. Tooth? Teeth? What do you, which one do you say? Singular. A tooth, A A tooth, tooth was, broken. was broken. Thank you. There was no signs of sexual assault. So. Huh. Interesting, right? James's cell phone data showed that he was in the area where she was found for about two hours on the day that Sierra was missing. They had surveillance footage of him driving back and forth down that road in his truck later that night. So they feel like he had kind of incapacitated her when he was using his motorcycle, went home, got his truck, and then went back and got her. Did he hit her with the motorcycle? Because she had bruises on her leg. No, they, so they've had to kind of speculate what they think happened because he has never admitted to doing this and insists he's innocent. So what they think he did was they saw her rode past her hid in a corn in the cornfield, hit her with the helmet mm. mm-hmm. to incapacitate her and then brought her back to the barn at some point when he, he huh. left, got his truck, put her in the truck, brought her back home. That's what they think. Mm. happened. So um, his computer search history just before Sierra went missing was somewhat interesting as well. Apparently he had searched hogtied teens 
rape, stranded, and helpless. When When DNA testing came back on multiple items, they found Sierra's blood on the helmet. That's why they think he like hit her with that initially. There was also um, Sierra's DNA found on duct tape that they believed had been on her mouth, like prior to putting that Kong thing in. And they had found remnants of that duct tape on a mattress in Worley's, Worley's barn, James's barn. So that had her DNA on it. There was also a pair of these pink, they kept calling them like panties, but they almost that word. I know. I can't, I can't stand that word either. I didn't even want to say it, but like, they like literally were like, I don't know. I can't even describe them, but like thong like, but also like they had like buttons and stuff on them. So they weren't like panties. It's it's weird. It was weird. But Uh anyway. Her DNA was found on those, so they feel like he had put her in those at some point. And, um, sorry, I think that was it. Sorry, that was all the DNA. Oh, and his DNA was found on that latex glove mm. that was found near the scene. His and hers, I believe. Okay. So, James Worley was indicted on August 16th, 2016, so very quickly after fairly quickly, Uh on 19 counts, including abduction, kidnapping, felonious assault, murder, aggravated murder, tamping with evidence, and abuse of a corpse. Those are just a few. His trial started in March of 2018, and they brought all that damning evidence that I've mentioned Uh with them. They had several witnesses, you know, expert witnesses to testify, but they also brought in Robin Gardner, the one who survived his abduction. And she testified to her abduction or her attempted abduction 26 years earlier because it was supposed to prove, like, uh, hello, like, pattern here. This is Mm -hmm. what he does. She was on a bike, all that. Exactly. It was clearly, it was fought to even bring her in, but the judge ruled, no, this proves pattern, so it's it's totally fine for her to come. So -hmm. she came and testified. A jury quickly found James guilty. Before his sentencing, James made a 45-minute statement about his innocence. Still oh, likes to talk. Lordy Pete. Mm-hmm. He was sentenced to it? I did not know. Okay. I don't even know if it's out there. <laughs> oh, I didn't okay. try and look. I just was like, okay, 45 minutes. I don't need to hear it because my guess is I would just get annoyed by it. And oh, 100%. I don't want to hear it. He was sentenced to death by lethal injection. Wow. His initial execution date was set for June 3rd, 2019, but that was delayed, as most of them are. Mm-hmm. After many appeals they, that were all denied, a new execu- execution date of May 20th, 2025 is set. So, Oh, wow. For now, he's in Chillicothe. Chillicothe. There you go. Correctional mm-hmm. institution in Ohio. As I mentioned I watched a recent 2020 episode on this case, and it was called She Was Almost Home. Cause mm. And they mentioned that they, like, contacted him to see if he wanted to be, like, be interviewed or whatever. And he turned them down for an actual interview, but wrote them more than a 100-page letter stating his innocence. 100 pages. What? Well, he's got some time. <laughs> I mean, and obviously likes to hear himself or whatever yeah like he's talking still talking (laughs) through this letter 
Now that, I mean, I don't want to read it, but that what I would be interested because like, what did you say over the course of a hundred pages that was mm-hmm. like any different than what you have said already? You know, I don't, anyway. Right. And couldn't have been said in four pages. Or one. I didn't or do it. Or one. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. Oh, okay. He's definitely a piece. So um, Sierra's family started a nonprofit called Justice for Sierra, and they help mm-hmm. teach kids self-defense through programs in the school system. Wow. I am I, so here for that. I kind of love it and would love my kids to learn something like that. I mean, how helpful would that be? How many mm-hmm. kids go missing every day? When you could do this, it could be part of PE class. You know, yeah. like a unit in PE class. I don't know why we don't all do you ever talk to your kids about that? Like what would happen if, if someone grabbed them, what you would want them to do? Um, I know. I don't think so. I mean, I feel like I talk about, you know, like don't go up to a stranger's car. Like, Oh, they'll tell you they have candy. They'll tell you they have Mm -hmm. a puppy that's missing. Like don't do stuff like that. But I don't know that I've ever sat down and said, like, if someone grabs you. Yeah. Oh, I totally have like a hell. whole list of things that I tell my kids. I'll tell you later. I'll pause. Okay. <laughs> Maybe okay. we'll do that on Patreon or something because my list is funny. <laughs> so oh, I, don't know I really need to talk to... about here, but like, okay. Okay. I need to hear this. Okay. But I yeah. do love the fact, the idea of self-defense as part of like some sort of part of the curriculum for kids. So yeah. Anyway, um, they also passed Sierra's law in Ohio, which started a violent offender database because they didn't have that because they're thought is that if Sierra had a way of knowing that there was somebody like this in near her, that maybe she wouldn't have ridden six miles by herself in the secluded road that day. No one knows. Maybe she would have. Maybe she wouldn't have known. Yeah. Maybe she wouldn't have checked. But they didn't have a violent offender database, so they got this law passed so that they would have one. Yeah. So. I um, mean, she was a kid with her boyfriend in a small town riding her daggone bike right. she should not have ever had to worry about that no no not at all so sad no. it is sad it's totally senseless sierra's family also sued james worley for wrongful death and they were awarded 3.6 million dollars which clearly james does not have but it prevents him from making money off this crime i never thought of it this way like any movies books or whatever like mm-hmm. they'll get the money that he's gonna get for it up to three point yeah. six million, I guess. So, um, but the most important thing that they got from the lawsuit was three point zero five acres of his property, including the barn. And the first thing on the list of things to do was to level the barn because her mom was like, "No one should have to drive by where their daughter was like tortured and murdered every day of hmm. their life." So they, yeah, took it down. So anyway, so okay. Here's my, I have a couple questions. Okay. I'll see if I can answer them. First of all, I just want to say that I'm very annoyed that these police did not immediately search his house or get a search warrant because what if she was alive and he killed her after the fact? Cause he was like, oh, the police came talking to me. They're on to me. And that's when he killed her. And could she have been saved? Do they know? They don't know. They weren't able to determine a, a time of death. Um, and so actually her birth her birth her death certificate says July 22nd the day she was found. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. Interesting. Agree. I don't know why with all the things he said they left without searching the house. Um but I will say I I think everyone's probably I mean and this is hindsight they still should have checked but I think everyone's certain that she was probably killed pretty quickly 
because she suffocated when he put that. It's like he probably did that. He brought her back that night, dressed her in whatever. Okay. Put that gag in her and she probably didn't make it past that night is my guess. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. they didn't know that at the time. So yes, they should have checked right away. Okay. My other question is, what's his mom have to say? Because he lived with his mom. She did. No. So (laughs) I don't know. I'm just wondering, did she, how could you not know that like- well, and I'm doing things like this. I'm curious. I don't know. I should have looked this up. I don't know when she died because they didn't ha- make mention of her at all. Like they, they even yeah. talked to her. So I don't even know if maybe she had already passed before this even happened. Like Got he was it. known okay. to have shared this house with her, but I okay. don't know that she, I don't know for sure though, but okay. she's never mentioned except that he shared this home with his elderly mother at some point. Okay. So. Um, how did they, or did they, and you might've mentioned this and it got lost in my brain at some point, but how did they end up tying him to the sex worker, Cynthia? Well, they didn't, oh, like when it happened or. Okay. So he, he got in trouble for it when it happened. I think. Well, he was, he was suspected of doing something because he had been seen, like she had been seen getting into his car. So they the day don't she disappeared. Know sure. They don't know. No, she okay, he was understood. accused of it, but never brought up on charges because all they knew was that she was seen getting in his car and then she was never seen again. But he said he dropped her off and there was like nothing else to go on. Okay, I understand now. Okay. And they only linked him because he mentioned her name. Like, right. And so then they started like, what was he talking about? This Cynthia girl. So it's very probable that he had something to do with her disappearance oh. and or death. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And they're also thinking that it's very probable that he's has a lot more victims out there that nobody knows about because nobody has 26 years between doing something like this and just decides, okay, I'm going to do it again. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say is that he sounds like a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he's not taking ownership of this either. So it's like, he's not going (laughs) to just like all of a sudden say, oh yeah. Oh, by the way, you know, this girl and this girl and this girl that went missing. Yeah. That was me too. He's not even admitting to this. Right. Well, he did, though. I mean, he told him he left all that crap there or that he lost it. I mean, he's an idiot. No. I mean, it's clear he did it, but he's saying, I'm innocent. That's all coincidence that that was there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. He's a Well, this is a terrible case. It was. I don't know, because that 2020 episode just aired in October. I don't remember when Laura sent this in, but I'm wondering if, like, she saw that and that's what prompted her mm-hmm. to send it in. I don't think she but. watches 2020. I'm not sure, oh. but she probably saw it on, like, a YouTube short okay. or something like mm-hmm. that. I think that's, like, more her thing. Um, or, like, Facebook something. Mm-hmm. She does come across some wacky-do cases, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and maybe maybe it was like on her feed because it had just like it was coming out. This episode was coming out or had come out, yeah. and people were just like talking about it, or whatever. But does doesn't this seem like something that people know about? Like I don't know, it just seems like a big case that even though it's mm-hmm. in this tiny village, I don't know. Just yeah, I mean, I think anytime you think about like serial killers, it's very like. Mm. Isn't do you know that the U.S. has the highest population of serial killers of anywhere in the world? I'm not surprised. But I don't think and I knew like, that. It's like by a lot. Oh, really? Oh my gosh. I just saw some YouTube short, speaking of, that was talking about this. And it is like per capita astronomical how many we have. Oh, geez. 
like based on our population and you think about like the population of like china or you know japan or like really populated places and we have so many oh my gosh that's awful it's like scary scary. Mm -hmm. it is it's so scary and we have like such good law enforcement i mean not everywhere but like (laughs) like sometimes right (laughs) i guess yes you're right about that but i just feel like we've gotten so much better in this country about taking people seriously and Mm -hmm. doing a better job like i would i hope so Yes. Because we're so true crime, like, centric right now that mm-hmm. it's, like, everyone's had to up their game because, you know, yeah, we're going to hold you to the mat when it comes to, like, doing yeah. things properly. Yeah, and I mean, but- like, a court, uh, you know, as far as the why did they leave after he had told them all that stuff and didn't look the property, I mean, it is possible that they just assumed, like, he was going to fight that and they, they needed to come back, like. Well, let's don't assume. Just, I know. Uh, no, I know. But this guy did, this deputy did just say, like, randomly, you know what? Let's go talk to James Worley. Like, maybe on a different hunch, thinking, well, did he see something? But, like, mm-hmm. still knew he was kind of an odd duck. And, like, mm-hmm. like, hey, let's go check this guy out. So that happened really quickly, considering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it yeah. just makes me so scared to think that she was, like, there and alive right. and being tortured. And they were just like, all right, buddy, we'll see you later. Go get dressed. Yeah. And left yeah. her like that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't right. like that. But anyway, it's very sad. Thank you for digging into that. Thank you, sister, mm-hmm. for sending in the case. Um, yeah, these are always so sad. I know. And senseless, like you said. Mm-hmm. You had messaged me the other day that like your case was awful because it was just so senseless. And it is scary. It's like so random. He just saw yeah. her and like, ugh. Yeah, he didn't know her. Like, yeah, it's like he'd been stalking her, you know, he just saw her and was like, oh, look, an opportunity because I am an awful human being. Mm -hmm. He's a piece. Mm -hmm. Yep. (sighs) All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Happy Monday to you. We appreciate you guys and all the suggestions. We have such a long list. 2024 is banging. Mm -hmm. So we're excited to be able to say that. I mean, I feel like we'll never be able to slow down or stop because suggestions just keep coming in. And like, yeah, I feel like even so if, important. if we decided we needed to stop, we'd have to be like, okay, we're shutting down suggestions <laughs> because I feel like people would just start sending them in and be like, well, they won't stop as long as there's one out there. <laughs> I know. It's so true. I also, I was thinking about this the other day. This is so off topic. I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. Like we need a better system for suggestions because we get yeah. so many all the time and it's like. I get so scared that we're going to, like, lose one or one's going to fall. Maybe you know, we should like, do a Google Doc. That's what I'm saying. Like, should should we do, like, a website thing? I don't know. Um. Anyway, so thank you guys anyways. <laughs> like I said, yeah. just talking business up in here. Mm-hmm. Um, rest in peace, Sierra. Cool that her family has been able to spin it and do such neat things for kids in school. I literally love that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um. If there's a program like that in your area, look into it. I feel like that would be so beneficial for everybody. It's really neat um, and such a good legacy for her because mm-hmm. I'm sure she fought. So we'll see you next week for another case. Come find us on social media. We have a Patreon. Lots of fun things going on over there. We'd love to have you for three bucks a month. And always remember, the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closet. <laughs>